Perek Lamid Ches. Begins Vahiba Esahi. At that time, the following story took place. Now, there's a big question if how to translate Vahiba Esahi. Does it mean at the time just described? And then it's saying something happened in chronological order, or which poses big problems. Many Russian have problems with that because due to the, the number of the years that elapsed for all this to happen, and Yehuda to have well, not grandchildren, but his sons got grew up, died. It's too much happened before. Mm-hmm. It's too little time for all that to happen. You do the cheshbon. So some say. The Bali Abshat, Ibn Ezra, Bhavan Rambam, Rabban. See Vahiba Isahi means <coughs> it's just like a, a way you start a story. Like I guess sort of like What's once upon a time, time right? Vahiba Isahi. It was at that time, not at that time meaning the one just mentioned. It's a new opening. Okay. Alright, but <coughs> either way. It happened, it happened. Right. Either way. <laughs> can't say that it's at the same time as the story that was set into motion by Mechir Right, so that's an in-between idea. I think, who says that? You know, it's a, I think it was the Radak who, uh, you know, if you want to fit it in, is the Chazal say it was in-between. Chazal say it was after this, and, and they all had children at a very young age, and fine, right? And then the Balai Pshat say it can't be, and it doesn't mean that. And then there's the Radak who's in between the Baha'i Pshat and, and, and those who follow the Medrash. And I think it's the Radak who says that. And he says, yeah, but he's like, okay, fine. The part, it started earlier, but it was right, something of an end. This yeah. way, you know, you'd have to, otherwise you'd have to go backwards because you'd, because you'd have to say everything that happened with Yosef. Right. And then either you'd have to go back and forth. Or exactly. The Torah doesn't do that. So it's, 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 it's shifting to this story, which happened basically. Yeah. At the same time as like Yosef right. went back right. to Mitzrayim right. and was put in jail. And right. Could be. Right. So then it didn't start afterwards. Right. Do you know okay. how much time, do you have an idea of how much time elapsed in the events of Pazaglan Yeah, because Yosef was 17. No, Yosef was 17 and he was 30 when he got to Paris. So, so that's that. enough time? Between those 14 years? No, not really. Not really. Unless they had children under 7 years old. Okay. Vayered Yehuda. But either way, right away from the Vayered Yehuda, this is one of the connections that put this parasha thematically connected with what's going on. Because we had all the Yeridus in the last parasha that is Tokyo Yosef Lahirid Mitzrayim. And, you, and Yaakov mourned that Ki'erid Albani. And then Perak Lamites, when it gets back to Yosef, it says, the Yosef who read Mitzrayim. So there's Yeridus going on over here. So Vahiba Esi Vayeri Yehuda Me'es Echov is connected in terms of the theme with the Yerida that happened to Yosef. Similarly, Yehuda had a Yerida. Two other connections are that Yehuda's two sons died. His first two sons died, Erva Einan, which is, I think we mentioned this, which Ruvain told Yaakov if he doesn't bring back Binyamin to, safely to Yaakov, then two of his sons should die. And um, which is what happened to Yehuda, who 
did not bring Yosef back safely. He did something to protect Yosef, and he said to sell him instead of to let him die in the pit. But he didn't. It means he had the power, he had the authority to decide what to do with Yosef, and he didn't. He didn't complete it, and his son, two sons, died. And also, in this, the Tanchuma says, in this parasha, Tamar sent to Yehuda in um, Pesach Hafei, Hakerna. She sent him his items and said, Hakerna, recognize these, which is like the message to Yaakov in the last parak, Pesach Lamed Beis, where they sent him to Xenus Pasim, telling him, Hakerna. Okay? So, the parasha fits in in the theme, and what exactly is it, how exactly does it fit in, and what's the connection, we shall see. We'll see more. Okay, let's, let's focus some more on the words, and then we'll get back to that. So, Vayered. So, what's this Vayered? What's the Vayered? So, why is it a descent? Well, we know where he went. First thing we know is he went to a person from Adulam. We know he went to a person called, uh, of Adulam. And there's some other city names over here. In Pasuk, hey, there's a Pasuk, there's a city, Kaziv. Okay? And in Pasuk, Yudalid, Tomer was Bepesach on the entry of Enayim, which according to Targum is the name of a city. So we have three city names here that we can work with. Adulam, Kaziv, and Enayim. So take a look at Yeshua, Perek and then we'll see where these cities are. We'll know why it says Vayered. Yeshua, Perek Tesvav. Take a look, starting from Pasuk, Gimel. This is the description of the Nachla of Mate B'nei Yehuda. In the description, Lamed Gimel. Perek Tesvav, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. The description of Mate B'nei Yehuda, there's a lot of names of cities. A ton of names of cities. In fact, I've just heard lately that, that the Gros said that the, that the amount of cities that are written in the Mate Yehuda are equal to the amount of cities of all the other Shvatim that are described in Yeshua. Okay? So, Pasuk Lamed Gimel means Bashvela. Bashvela means the lowlands. So these are the cities that are, that are in the lowlands. Eshtoel, Tzara, and Ashna, and Zanoich, and Enganim, Tapuach, and Enom. And then, in the next passage, Adulam. So Adulam is in the Shvelas, in the lowlands. Hence, Vayered. Another city that's in the lowlands, keep going there, and you'll see in Pasuk Memdalid, Achziv. Achziv is in the lowlands, and Achziv is probably the same thing as Kaziv. As I'll show you from another Pasuk, soon we'll get to another Pasuk, etc. And if you look in Pasuk, Lamed, Dalet, another two cities with Tapuach and Enom. And Yehuda, Smetomar, Bepesach, Enayim. So if we identify Enayim, the city Enayim, with the city Enom, and perhaps Tapuach has something to do with Pesach, Akaponim, we're talking about cities in the lowlands. So Vayered Yehuda is that Yehuda went down to the Shvela. Okay? Fine, and that's the Vayered. So let's talk about Vayet. 
There's twice Vayet in this parasha. Vayet ad ish would mean, I saw a translation like he fell in with a, an Adulamite person. That's where he joined together with. Okay? Fine. Vayet ad ish Adulamite. But if you look later, later in the parasha, Pasuk Design, it says Vayet ilo el adar. So there's two Vayets. Pasuk Aleph, Vayet ad ish Adulamite. And a Pasuk Tezayin, Vayet eleho el haderech. Okay? So there's this verb Vayet, which means he, he, he got to the place and he, he went towards the place. So take a look at Omois. I'll show you where this word appears there. So can we discussed. And it will shed light on, on something that's happening in this parasha. Omois Perek Aleph. Not Peregal, Peregbez. Humus Peregbez, Pasuk Vov. Koi Omar Hashem. Hashloisha Peshe Yisrael. The three Peshem of Yisrael, Valabala Shavetu Fourth, I won't let him return. I won't return him. Al Mechom Akesef Tzadik, because they sold the Tzadik for Kesef. The Evian Bavun Alain. And they sold the Evian, the poor person, for shoes. Because is referring to. Okay. They're on the dirt and waiting, laying in wait and ambushing the, the poor people. They tilt the derch of the anavim. So that means the anavim, the, the humble people, are on a derch and they tilt them, they knock them off. Next, the end of the Pasuk. So now, Pasuk Vav is referring to the selling of Yosef and the beginning of Pasuk Zion. Then it talks about a man and his father going to the Naira, both going to the Naira. And that's a hill of Hashem Kachi. So that is a remnant to the story that happened after the selling of Yosef, which is that Er and Ainan and Yehuda all were married to Tamar. And Yehuda thought she was a Zainan. So that's the Ishvav Yechlanah, the man Chal Hashem Kachi. Va'al begodim chavolim yatu. It's a commas bech, and they take and they take begadim chavulim. That means clothing that's taken as a mashkin, like Yehuda gave Tamar. Yatu itzel commas bech. Okay, so I'm not sure what that yatu it's commas bech. I just wanted to show that, like in Aristotle, you have a yet Yehuda deshadulam yishmachir, and then a yet elel aderech. So too, in this description, you have twice yatu. Okay, fine. Now. So here the Pasuk says like this, here the Pasuk number says that this story of Yehuda is a man chalal Hashem kachi. Now, I'm going to show you another Pasuk about this. That says that the story about Yehuda here is a chilom. For this, take a look at Malachi. Parag Beis. And this Pasuk, the Medrash Rabbah, in Bereshit Rabbah, our parasha has a few psichas, a few like introductions to the parasha. And one of them is from this pasuk. This is Malachi Perik Beis, Pasuk Yiralef. Malachi Perik Beis, Pasuk Yiralef. Bogda Yehuda, Yehuda betrayed. We say, Eva Ness of Yisrael of Yishalayim. And to Eva was done. He saw the Shalom, Kihila Lehuda Kedesh Hashem Asher Hav. 
Yehuda was mechalal the kodesh Hashem that he loved. Uval bas el nechar. Yehuda was boiled the daughter of an el nechar. That means he married a, a daughter of a of a of a desire or an avid of a desire, and that's a chilul. And the punishment is Yahweh's Hashem lo ish Hashem yaseno. Hashem cuts off the man that does this. Er va'ine. Now er va'ine means the son and a nechet. The Ibn Ezra says. Ben v'nechet. So it means if someone marries a basel nechet, the punishment is Hashem's going to cut him off and, and he won't have any progeny. Me'ole Yaakov. Okay. So this is a reference to the, the, med, the Medjah makes the point. That means obvious to me. But the Medjah says this. This is talking about Yehuda who went and, and took a bas ishknani. That's a Pazik Beis. Vayarsham Yehuda bas ishknani. Pazik Beis Narbasha. And his two sons died. His two sons were Aaron Ainon. And that's just a play on word, that the Aaron Oine, which means the son and the grandson of the progeny, his descendants will die because Chilil Yehuda, um, Hashem, So it's a Chilil. The fact that Yehuda went and took a Basish Kshan is a Chilil. The fact that he subsequently was Ishvav Yochananar is also a Chilil according to Amis. And the punishment is Yahweh Hashem, okay? The punishment is Karis, that he won't have children. Shema. What? Shema. Right, so, oh, so one second. So let's see. So, oh, you mean Shayla survived even though he was born? Did he, did he have not have kids? He did, he did, he did. He did. He did very young to see his kids. No, no, no. They were not from the same. From the Knanis. From the Knanis. They were both in Tom. Yeah. What about Shayla? Okay, good. Okay, fair question. My said Yehuda was afraid he's going to die, so he did something that he shouldn't die. I mean, that's the, right? I guess that's where we'd have to look. You know? We'll have to figure out how that's saved. It's a valid question, but you see that the possibility that he will die is, is very is there, and, and Yehuda is protective from that, and somehow it has to do with not doing evil. Okay. okay, so now it's an interesting thing, because what, what happened here? Yehuda is a danger. Yehuda did something. If I ask him, Yehuda is Basish Knani, and that's a Chilo, and it's a Begida, and it's a Te'eva, and Melo, he's at risk of Karis, of Yahweh, of being cut off. And then there's this whole Yibam story. This whole Yibam story of Tamar and everything. And, and I mean, first starting with, with Erwin Aynan, and then culminating with Yehuda doing Yibam as a word to Tamar, which I'm sure you know that the story in Rus is like a Tamar story, meaning Rus goes to Bayaz and she gets him to marry her. So it's like everything, and there again, there's a, there's a, obviously Machos Bez David is coming from there. So here's the beginning of Machos Bez David, his parents and Zara. And when afterwards Rus does that, they give, they give her a bracha that he basically can base parrots. So it's like, it's like a, a Tamar redux. He basically can base parrots, she yolda summer the Yehuda. Tamar and Rus, there's always, for some reason, there's a Yibum thing going on, which I hope to figure out. But there it says, what's the purpose of Yibum? In the end of the verse, it says that, um, Bayaz told Pliny Almighty, you have to take Rus, the wife of Machlan, along with the field. Right? So the Shem Hames cannot be Nechras. So here Yehuda went ahead and did something that caused, that brings upon him the punishment of Yahweh Hashem. And, and his children began to die. But then there ended up being some sort of Yibum to protect the, the shame that it should be in I mean, and it also seems that 
they had to do something themselves to bring this about also. Who, the women? The, no, the, the Yehuda's kids. Cause right. in, I mean, it's not like they, they survived up to a point. They were, they did something wrong too. Right. And, but then they yeah, survived. Yeah, it says, but he, you the right. And they, they survived 100%. until that point. 100%. So. I mean, only, so it's not, it's not so simple. Right. 100%. Yes. Okay, so based on this, let's skip the Isha Dulam Yushmachir for a minute. Based on what we're saying, when Pasuk Bey says, Vayar Shom Yehuda Basish Knani, so first of all, it means he married a Knani Kipshutai, we're going now, which is the Benezer says that, and this Medrash that brings that Pasuk Malachi, that's one of the Medrashim in the Psychos of Vayibai, he bugged Yehuda, Amalek Kafarti Yehuda, Shakarti Yehuda, etc. So it's dashing the Pasuk Malachi on this, so it's saying he married a Basal Lecha, then it's dashing that he married a Basish Knani Kipshutai. And it was a bad thing that he married a Basish Kanani because the, 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 till now it was Loisigach, he should have Kanani. Now he married a Basish Kanani, makes, makes big trouble. And, um, and that's what it says also in the Medrash Beratius. It says that Hashem said, Oh, here Yehud is going to marry Basish Kanani, and I want to bring Mashiach from him, so I'm going to make all sorts of alilis, make things happen, so that he ends up marrying Tamar instead of the Basish Kanani. Okay. So then, when now it's moving the pasuk. The pasuk says Vayar Shom Yehuda. So what is this Vayar Shom Yehuda? If someone goes and gets married, you don't have to maktiv it with Vayar Shom. Vayar Shom Yehuda now is mashma. It's supposed to be read the same way as the Vayar Shom of Shimshin. It's say for Shoftim Per Gedalit Vayered Shimshin Timnasa. He tells his parents, I want to marry her. Isha Raisi. And they say, What do you need her for? He says, No, he Yashra Be'enai. So the Vayashram is saying, He was like the Chazal said, Bashim, she was Halachach Re'enav. Halachach Re'enav. And it starts, the story starts, the story of Shimshin starts after he grows up. He goes down to Timnah. Now, by the way, Timnah is also in our story. That's in Pasigidah. I'll get to that in a minute. Timnah is another place in that story. And Vayar Sham Isha, Vayar Isha, and he says Isha Reisi. So that's the same thing over here. Vayar Sham Yehuda, point is it's saying, why did he marry her? Because he saw her and he was attracted to her. And the implication is that he was Holach Achar Einov. And this Ramban says, Ramban says this point. Ramban says, I think he says, if you say she was a Knani, then, I think he says that, then you should read Vayar Sham as, why he married a Knani? Because Vayar Sham, and then and he made a marriage Knani. So now, so that means that Yehuda marrying this Bashua is a big problem. He's marrying a Basknani. And um, like Shimshin, as I said, like Shimshin, who went to Timnah and married this Isha, who his parents tried to dissuade him, but he said, no, he Yashabena. Now, this, I'm going to show you that. It's a very interesting thing that there's a lot of parallels between our story and the Shimshin story. Okay? So, let's see. We have in Pasuket Beis in, in Perak Lamed Ches that Yehuda went to Timnah for his, to share his sheep. And by the way, if you look in Pasuket Beis, it says, Vayal. He went up to Timnah. Perak Lamed Ches in our parasha, Pasuket Beis, it says, Vayal Timnasa. And in the, in the story of Shoftim, in the Sefer Shoftim, in Perak Yudal, it says, Vayered Shimshim Tenasa, which is the one site that asks a stira. 
to go down to Timna, to go up to Timna. But now it's a very important steer because this, this thing, we'll see, as we'll see, the stories have major connections. So, in, but the connection is that Yehuda sees a woman and is attracted to her. Shimshon sees a woman and is attracted to her. And I'll show you the other connections. But the, and whatever role Timna plays in the story, Yehuda's story starts with a Yerida, and he goes down and he sees an Isha, and Shimshon also goes down to Timna and sees an Isha. But Timna in the Yehuda story somehow is on the way up. So besides for figuring out practically how that could be, it's sort, of, sort of symbolic or meaning in that, no? You know, you know? I mean, they start in the same place. What? Right, so that could be an answer. But on a literary level, I mean, you're supposed to read these parishes and see, look at the parallels. Yeah, there's a difference. Right? And the positive doesn't have to tell us, it doesn't have to tell you an ascent or a descent necessarily. It could just say he went there, right? So it's, it's pointing out the ascent and the descent. Um, like I said, even this Vayere, look, even when I started, I said, Vayere, I showed you, look, Vayesef, who had been trying, you read as a major theme, you read, you read, but also, we can show that, that, that Adulam is in the Shvela, so it's an actual, you read, it's a descent, but, but the Pasuk makes the point of Vayere, so that fits in with the theme of you read, and then it goes later and says, Vaya, you see, this, we have to talk on both levels, yes, it has to be an actual Valiyah, but it's also, make, making a point of it means you're focusing on that, and Shimshin makes a point of the fact that it was a Yerida, so that has to be explained, okay, but just let me show you the parallels, okay, so Yehuda sees an Isha, and again, he sees an Isha, by the way. Yehuda sees another Isha that's in, um, in, in Pasuk Tezvav. Again, Yehuda sees a woman and is attracted to her in Pasuk Tezvav. And um, he wants to send her a Gedi Izim. And I go back to Sefer Shoftim. So the story goes that Shimshon's wife, after... After he, he had a falling out with the plishtim, so the so Yudal, because he changed the story, no story, because the end of Yudal, it says his wife was given the Meire Ehu. The wife was given the Meire Ehu. Okay. Chira was the Re'ehu of Yehuda. And then Perak Tezvah begins that Yehuda came to visit his wife and give her a Gedi'izim, and they didn't let him in. That's Perak Tezvah, Pasagalat Mashayftim. And Yehuda sent the Gedi'izim to Tamar, and they didn't find her. Okay? In Pasuk Vav, back to Shoftim. Back to Shoftim, Perek Vav. Pasuk Vav, the Plishtim heard that Shimshin's father-in-law took his wife and gave him away. And that um, angered Shimshin and caused him to burn their fields. So Mamela, the Pasuk says, Shoftim Perek Tezvav, Pasuk Vav, the Plishtim went and burnt her and her father in fire. And Yehuda threatened, or at one point said, Hayetziuvatisarev, to go burn Tamar. Okay? Mesisarev. And now, I'm going to show you an even more fascinating thing. The, the story of Shimshin takes place, so first we have Timna, we had mention of Timna, but... Look at the end of Parak Yud Gimel, which describes the area that Shimshon was active. It says, Bein Tzara or Bein Eshta'ol. Okay, those are places in, apparently, in, in Shevet Dun. Bein Tzara or Bein Eshta'ol. That's where Shimshon was active. Tzara and Eshta'ol are indeed described to be in Shevet Dun. In Sefer Yeshua, Parak Yud Tes, Pasuk Mem Aleph. Trust me on that, you don't have to look it up. But look at the Pusuk we were looking at before about, about, um, about where Adulam is. Look back at Perek Tezvav, 
Pasuk Lamed Gimel in Yeshua, I'll read it to you. And it's talking about the cities in the Shvela of Yehuda. Bashvela Eshto Oil, Vitzara, Veashna, and then Tapuach, and Enom, and Adulam, and Achziv. So where's Tzar and Eshto? So that means, first of all, there's a steer and safe Yeshua. Is Tzar and Eshto in Yehuda or in Dan? So some say it's a border city between Yehuda and Dan, and it can be counted as both. Fine. Be that as it may. The fact is that this is the Shvela of Yehuda, which is where our story takes place. Timna and Adulam and Achziv and Enom. And that area is also Tzara and Ashtoyel, which is Shimshin's area. Shimshin also has a Timna thing. And Shimshin also sees a woman. And Shimshin also goes to a Zayna, I forgot to say, in Aza, as Yehuda goes to someone who he thinks is a Zayna. Um, and they both start off with, uh, with following their eyes, okay? So what's that about? I don't know, but just pointing that out. And, and that, that that supports supports the idea that Yehuda married Abbas Ishkananis and that was a big problem. Okay, fine. Now we'll get back to Adulam Akhir, but first I want to point, say something about Ushmoy. Very interesting thing. Pasuk Aleph says the name Ushmoy Akhir. Pasuk Bey says the name of his wife's father, Shmoy Shua. Pasuk Gimel. Shmai Er, Pazgal, Shmai Ainam, Pazakei, Shmai Shela, Pazakvav, Shmai Tamar. A lot of names. A lot of Shmais. And then the parak ends with Shmai Paretz and Shmai Zarach. Two more names. Okay? So, Shaz Pashit. Because if our parak is about Yikaris Shmai, there's a risk of Yikaris Shmai, and Yibon protects from crease of the shame. So the Pasha begins with a lot of shames, shame, shame, shame. And a shame means like a shame oil, a shame means something that's supposed to last, a shame means something. That's why you call it shame. It's like a shame is something that's supposed to, not supposed to be nichras. Something that, that's defined and therefore has a kiyum. So the Pasha begins, it starts begins with all these shames, and then there's a risk of karas, and, and it ends with, with the shames. And the same thing happens in Sefer Rus. Yeah, the same thing Sefer Rus. Sefer Rus begins, Pasuk Beis, Shem Ha'ish Ali Melech, Shem Ish Tainami, Shem Shnei Ba'is Ha'machlan Kili. And then Pasuk Dalet, they marry Nashem HaRavah, Shem Ha'achas Arpa, Shem Ha'shenis Rus. So there's all these Shemis, and then there's a question of what's going to happen to this family, mm-hmm. and is, are they going to be Nechres Neshem Ha? Right, right, and there we have the Lashen, that, that Lashen, I don't know if I showed you before, in Perk, Dalet, Pasuk Yud, in Rus, is where he says, Lahakim Shem Hames, Veloy Kuris Shem Hames, to make sure the Shem Hames is not Nechras. And there we have the Lashon, the Kuris Shemoy Be Yisrael, like you have in the Pasha of Yibum. And the, and the story ends, Pasuk, um, after the baby's born, in Pasuk Yitzayan, it says, Vatekrena Shemes Shem Lemar. Vatekrena Shemoy Eve. There's a new Shem, and then there's a list of names. Okay? And also, there's a, the person who doesn't want to do Yibum is plenty Amoyni. He's nameless. He's anonymous. So he's like not doing the shame thing, okay? So that, that's, that's, I think, what's going on with this in our passion. All these shameless, all these shameless, all these shameless, and then the risk of, of maybe who is not going to establish the dynasty. But no. Okay? Perhaps also, this I'm not sure. We showed the Pasuk in Amos, it says, Laman shame kashi. So Yehuda's mechalel the shame. So therefore, okay, and then 
in Malachi it says Yachri Hashem, that means because he's Mechal the Shem, therefore there's a possibility of him getting his shame getting chorus. And then the Yibum is the protection against the Krisa Shem Hames. Okay. Now let's talk about the Ish Adulami. Let's talk about Adulam. So Vayet Ad Ish Adulami. So this Ad Adulam is a play on words. How do I know? Because Micha does the same thing. Micha Perak Aleph. And then we're still trying, uh, the point of all this is we're trying, we're going to get, I mean, a lot of points here, a small point, but we'll get to is we still owe you to explain how this fits into the story. To the rest of the story, where this fits in. Okay, in, in Micha, Perik Aleph, so start a Pasuk Yudbez, the second half of Pasuk Yudbez says, evil came down from Hashem to the Shah Yushalayim. Okay, Micha Perak Aleph Pasuk Yudbez, and then we have all these word plays here. Pasuk Yudgimel says, tie them recover to the Rechesh, to the horse, the people of Lachish, the people of Lachish to go to the Rechesh. And then Pasuk Yudal says, Bate Achziv Le Achzov. Okay, the Bate Achziv are going to be disappointment, whatever that means. But here's my Raya that Kaziv and Achziv is the same place. Why? Because the next Pasuk talks about Adulam. And in our Pasha you have Kaziv and Adulam. And in Yeshua you have Achziv. And here it's also called Achziv. Shram, you know that Kaziv and Achziv are the same place. Anyways, I'm stopping. Okay, and then in Pasuk Yudal it says, Ad Adulam Yavoy Kvoy Yisrael. So it's a very obscure pasuk. Till Adulam will come the honor of Yisrael. But Chazal dashed it on on Yehuda. That Yehuda going Ad Ish Adulami is saying that Yehuda, who's the Kvoy Yisrael, who's the king, who could be the king, and this is what we'll get to, he goes till Adulam. That means like a, he ends up somewhere far away from his Madrega. Why? Because he marries. He goes to Ish Adulami, and there he sees a Vasish Knani which ends up being very dangerous for him. And then um, the next passage talks about, in, in Micha talks about mourning for your children who left you. Okay. So, okay, so that's Adulam. Now, what about Chira? So Chira is a very strange character because Ushmai Chira, right? So Yehuda goes, falls in with this Adulamite person by the name of Chira. Now, why is Chira, what, what role does Chira play in our story? Well, here's what he does. First of all, Yehuda goes to share the sheep together with him. That's in Pasuk Yudbeis. And also, he sends him the um, Pasuk Chaf. He, send, he gives the Gedi'izim in the hands of Chira. He's supposed to bring it to, to the Isha and, and redeem the, the Mashkin. Okay, that, that's, that's Chira's whole role here. So, very... Uh, a trivial character. I mean, why does he even have to be here, right? Yehuda got what does he do for Yehuda, anyways, in the whole story? But there's something very interesting, which is that David and Shlaim had a friend, Chiram, right? And he's very, very good friends with them, he loved them, and he called Shlaim Achi. And he supported him, and after David died, he said, Oh, I'm so happy that David has such a, such a son, such a Ishchacham, and he helped him out to build the Besamikdash. 
So Chazal make that connection, the Medrash, that, and some say actually it's the same person, and the Cheshmi lived 1100 years. There's some very interesting Medrash about that. We once talked about these Medrash, no, but Chiron. Chiron was a Malach, right? Right, yeah, King of Tzor, yeah. So it wasn't like a title, was it? What? I don't know. Not that I know of. So like Yehuda had this Reya, Reyehu Adulami, and he's this guy. So David had an Oyhev, a close friend who was Chiram. And that's the matter says, This is this this guy, Chiram, is used to being this a friend to the Shevet. If Yehuda Basim says it was different Chiram. According to Rabban, he lived 1100 years. According to Behuda, he lived close to 500 years. What the Cheshvan is, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Okay, it's other goddess about it. It doesn't matter. The point is that, the point is then like this. So, so now, if, if we're going to associate Yehuda being a friend with this Chira, as a kingly thing, and by the way, Stam, the king's friend is always a major role. Friend of the king is a big deal. So Yehuda getting a Re'ehu by the name of Hira, it's like David and Shlomo getting, having their friend Hira. So that suggests to us, which really is obvious anyways, that the story is about Yehuda as a king. That's what this, that's what this is really about. And that's why the point of the birth of Paris and Zerah, and this marvelous, wonder, wondrous kind of birth of Paris, Maparat Zalecha Paris, indicates some sort of great future for his descendants, and that's where, and that's where kings come from. So the Pshah is like this. So now, now to understand this Parsha in context, okay, of everything we discussed in the past, there's a question about the, the Achim, who's the king? Who's going to be the king? And the question doesn't just start with the brothers, it starts with um, Rachel and Leah, as we discussed. Is about what's better to, for a king. Yaakov thought it's better for a king to be externally beautiful, and Ene Leah indicates a Rachel Leiv, because the eyes are the window to the Leiv. And there are three people that describe as Rachel Leiv, and that's David Shleim and Rechavam. So that's meaning, so that's the contrast of the Pasuk. Leah had like a beautiful inner self, was, was, a, was delicate, and that's similar to that is the eyes, and Rachel had a beautiful external, and therefore Shaul is described as being very handsome, as is Yosef. So Yaakov, so it's about who's going to be king. Why is Yaakov busy with kings? That's the way it is, but I'm not going to review that. Um, and the kings that come from Rachel, Yosef is very handsome, as is Shaul, described by how handsome he is. So that's what Yaakov says, I'm going to take Rachel because I'm going to get a, I need a king has to be good looking. It's important for a king to be good looking. But really, it's important for a king to be, have a Rachlev and not, it doesn't matter how he looks. And that was Shmuel's mistake. He saw David, he said, he can't be a king, he didn't think he could be a king. But he thought Eliyav, who was the good looking, could be a king. And Hashem says, no, you have to look inside. Fine. So now, and then Yosef has his dream, but Abba Shammah said, David Yosef is going to be the king. But it doesn't quite work out. Yosef has his issues. And he's not ready to be king yet. He's going to eventually be king, but it's going to take time. He has to go through the whole process. So let's go to the other king here. Let's talk about the other. Okay, if Yosef is not king, so maybe Yehuda's going to be king. So this is the story of, yeah, okay, fine. Yehuda's going to be king, but he's going to have his own set of things to work out. 
right? That's what it's about. So, so now I just want to say like this, by Shimshin it says, the, the point of Yehuda being of if we read it in light of the Shimshin story. So by Shimshin it says, Vayar Shimshin is Isha, and he said he wants her, and his father and mother said to him, what if to go to Pushtum Arelim? And, and Shimsha says, No, he Yashar Be'enai. And the Pasuk over there says, They didn't know that it was Mashem. They didn't understand that it was Mashem. So there's something happening and they don't understand. No one understands what's happening. Meaning Shimsha was attracted to her and there was nothing he could do. It's like he had to do it, and, and his father and mother didn't understand that this is really Hashem's plan. So putting that back into our story, then, the fact that Yehuda doesn't know what he's doing. He, he doesn't even know who the Isha is that he's boiled, that he ends up having children from. And Hakir not, and he can't rec- and, and um, everything is done in a hidden way. So then it's continuing like this. The idea is, the idea is, that Yehuda is also going to be Mamin Malachim, but it's going to be, in a way, it's going to be done in a, in a Hester kind of way. It's Hashem's plans, and it's not going to happen because you, it's not going to happen because Yehuda makes it happen. It's going to happen despite everything looking the contrary, etc. And despite him not knowing what he's doing. Okay, let me make it a little more clear. I was, I was not shocked, but very excited to see that Abshur Barachmeni who never disappoints, from my experience. His psicha to the parasha was like this. This is this is Shmuel Barachin's psicha to the parasha. In the in the Medrash Rabbah, there's three four psukim that are psicha parasha. We discussed the other two of them so far. We discussed the one from Malachi, and oh, and that pasuk in Micha, right? Adadulam also. And the third one is Shmuel Barachmeni. His psicha to the parasha was like this. The pasuk says in Yirmiyot Perek Chaf Test Pasuk Yudal. Ki Anochi Yodati Es Machshavas Asher Anochi Choyshav Aleichem No Hashem. The pasuk we spoke about last week, that Hashem knows the thoughts, which means, which means, as we spoke in our context, that um, that everything was done, everything was done in a hidden way, and everything that was visible, everything apparent, seemed to be negative, but Hashem saying, really, there's a machshavah l'tayva, like Yosef told the brothers, you meant to do bad, but I kim chashavah l'tayva. So, so what's happening in our story is. There's a Hester, Hashem's hidden, the name of Hashem doesn't appear throughout these parashas, famously. But yet everything is being done, so that means what's apparent, Hashem was not apparent, which means everything was not happening, oh, what was happening, what was apparently happening was not a good thing, but yet there's really Machshavis, Machshavis means something which you can't see, and really there's Machshavis of Taif. Okay? So, so this was his Pesach to the parasha, he says like this, he says, the brothers were busy selling Yosef. Yaakov was busy mourning, Yehuda's busy getting married, and Hashem is Isaac, and that's this Pasuk, that meaning, meaning that the, the parasha is about how the Malucha of Yehuda is going to happen, but in a way that nobody intends, and nobody's thinking about, it's not what Yehuda was thinking about, it's not what they were thinking about, it's not what Yaakov was thinking about. But it's going to happen in a way of machshava, meaning in a way of hester, that Hashem is going to be misnai, but in a way that's... Right. That's it. Good? Okay. 
So that's how it fits into the parasha. So that means they sold Yosef, and as we spoke about all the last year, they sold Yosef, and they were going that Hashem should be hidden. They were going to lose Nevuah. Um, they were going to not know, to not have Das. And this story is about, okay, now shifting over to the other king, or how the other king is going to develop. And that's the context, thank you. That's how it's managed the context of Yosef. The story of Yosef is the story of his kingship, and now we're on the story of Yehuda's kingship. And since what he did to Yosef was, since what they, Yehuda and the others did to Yosef was, caused a, a Hashem to be hide his face, as we saw. So therefore now Hashem is acting um, in a way of machshave, meaning things they don't see him, but there's still um, things are, are being happening without the das of the people to come to a good end. Okay, that's that.